Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We are Nashville's on-demand sports.network going live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can find the show, links to the show on our Twitter feed and Instagram story. Uh, follow us on TikTok as well for more Titans content and videos. Also, got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys. Wilson County Hyundai. Check them out and make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, plus Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash atoz one of my favorite comments so far in the show in the, in the chat ken on facebook says the word unavailable will be used a lot for this stream well we are available deep in june Traylon burke's not and it's funny zach i don't know if you saw this i i don't know how often you check your weather app but i feel like i check my weather app like probably a dozen times a day because of when i can go on dog walks when's the best thing but i also saw there was a uh, an air quality alert in Nashville over the next day or so. And people with asthma need to be careful with how many, how much physical activity they're doing outside in the Nashville area because of something with the ozone layer and the type of air quality that we have bad air quality in Nashville right now. So if Traylon Burks is still at the Titans facility with a lot of the rookies right now, I hope that Traylon Burks is asthma is okay as it is a bad asthma week uh, in Nashville. Is that uh, just a bring your inhaler notification? I mean, I, I don't know. Like I clicked it. It said air quality alert uh, and I clicked on it and it said people, it said it will not affect the general public, but people with asthma need to be careful with their physical activity outside. I was like, okay, anybody with trailing Burks needs to show him this. This is brutal. And Jimbo just says, put him on the bike. At bad asthma day, just put him on the bike inside for Traylon Burks today. But that that brings us right to what we're talking about. <clears throat> oh, yo, no, I got a good question. Yeah. What's worse, asthma or AJ Brown's tweets? Well, asthma is not his fault. Like, we have to. Uh, like, if it, it, oh, uh, him having asthma is uh, hurts his opportunity to participate <clears throat> in a sport that he's getting paid millions and millions of dollars for. So sure. you can't sit there, right? True, very true. He's getting paid millions and millions and well, millions and millions of dollars. He already signed his contract. He did. So, he did sign his contract. So I, all the bitching and moaning, yeah. I, I clam that up. If you're if you're cashing the checks, you better be out there. So well, I, look, now we will get to a point where that will be a question. What is worse now that the dust will hopefully the dust settles, so the asthma not as bad, but <laughs> the dust settles. And we'll look back and say, man, what was worse? A.J. Brown deleting his ridiculous it, it, tweets or yeah. Traylon Burks on a Tuesday on the bike again? Well, it's uh, it's the tweets because that is uh, it is uh, avoidable. Yeah. A.J. Brown doesn't have to tweet. A.J. Brown doesn't have uh, to do anything. You could say but, that it was avoidable for the Tennessee Titans to draft Traylon Burks. Would, yeah, yeah, but it, like uh, Troy Polamalu had asthma. Like, you know, so there's a, there's Miles Garrett has asthma. Yeah. Like there's so many, the, yeah, all those guys, Yeah, the, we got hall of famer and one of the most dominant defensive players in the game. And now you got Traylon Burks. Who's got to replace. Well, uh, that's, Jack, Brown, that's, that's the most talented wide receiver. The Titans have ever, uh, ever drafted. We've established that on this show. Okay. All right. He can't get off the okay. bike. Okay. All right. But again, the point is that you can be a hall of fame NFL player with asthma. That's the point. If you want to go to a more reasonable or even a lower example, Kyle Pecco, who played defensive lineman last year for the Titans also uh, has asthma and, and, and did just fine. So I think Traylon Burks will be again, asthma. He can't control. Hopefully the Titans are working to get it under control so he can have a good training camp. But A.J. Brown's tweets are are avoidable. Having asthma is a medical condition that they will just have to figure out and work through. No big deal. Okay, so let's get on to our regular. I don't think it's no big deal, though. We established that it is a big deal. It is a deal, yes. But again, like, fair. I was just kind of a transition phrase I know, I know. I I was paying attention to you. You're hanging on every word I'm saying as I'm trying to transition to our actual topic today. I shouldn't have even brought up the... 
the bad air quality notification from the weather channel app. I'm just uh, here so morning. we don't get fined. Yeah. All right. There you go. So, and as Mark Jones keeps uh, tweeting and commenting with other NFL players who have had asthma. Uh, so, okay. So, um, the wide receivers, I'm going to get later on into a wide receiver who I saw and other media members have talked about who have, who separated himself during OTAs in minicamp with his play, because it is an op. It is a situation where Burks we've talked about was unavailable for the two minicamp periods in the last three practices. The Titans media was out there for. Then you have Robert Woods, who I think is ahead of schedule. Uh, in his ACL recovery, yet still uh, he has the the yellow jersey on, which means he's a non-contact player when they go over going to team uh, drill situations. And Robert Woods still working with a knee brace out there. But there was a couple times uh, in minicamp, Zach, where I saw Robert Woods took the knee brace off. And so for a couple short periods of practice, there were non-contact, not full-speed practices Robert Woods went ditch the knee brace to get a little extra work without the knee brace to kind of see where that knee's at, right? So I think Josh, uh, I'm sorry, I think uh, I was reading comments. I think uh, Robert Woods is in a good spot there uh, with where his knee's at, but it leaves guys like Nick Westbrook-Akine to be wide receiver number one when they go to full team drills without Burks and Woods out there and available. So let's go ahead and get everybody involved because I've seen some comments talking about asthma. I've seen some comments of people trying to guess which receiver separated themselves. And so far, uh, most are incorrect. But let's go ahead and get the people involved here early and grade the Titans wide receiver group as it is right now. So A through F, we want grades, right? Like you kind of understand the situation with Burks you're waiting on and also uh, Robert Woods you're waiting on. How would you grade the current Titans wide receiver group right now? A through F. A through F, how would you grade them for the Titans wide receivers? Zach, I'll ask you a different question. How would you grade Farm Bureau Health Plans? Uh, I don't give a lot of A+, plus, but I would give <laughs> A plus to Farm Bureau Health Plans just because I've experienced that A-plus service. And they, they have better service, better race, better coverage in whatever order that you want to put it in. 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Farm Bureau Health Plants has helped me. I've had the flu earlier a couple of weeks ago. They helped me with the Teladoc conference. They got me a prescription medicine. They helped me get me back on my feet. That helped tremendously. And the best part is that didn't cost me anything, not a dime. That was included in my plan. And my plan cost me 20% less than my previous plan. I didn't know that until I got a quote. You can get a quote today by going online to fbhp.com slash A to Z, or you can go online. Their phone number's right there on their website. Call them. I, I did that. I like talking to people. And the best part is they gave me somebody to talk to. I, I asked a bunch of questions. They asked me a bunch of questions. Then they gave me a quote, and I realized I needed to switch. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans. You can switch today in the state of Tennessee, over 200-plus locations, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Today, with the BetMGM app, if you haven't downloaded it yet, you can take advantage of a great offer via BetMGM. You download the app and use our code A-T-O-Z-200. That's A-T-O-Z-200. All you got to do is place a $10 Moneyline wager on any Major League Baseball game today, and you will get 200 bucks in free bets when a single home run is hit in that game, it's as easy as that right there with BetMGM. Download the app using our code ATOZ200. A $10 Moneyline wager will automatically win you $200 uh, when a single home run is hit, regardless of the Moneyline bet outcome. So you don't have to worry about that. But you could double dip and win both bets, right? Have a home run and win the Moneyline wager. Uh, bet there too with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older. Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and other requirements. Rewards issued as knowledgeable for bets or site credit for bets expiring seven days. For problem game of support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Zach, we're asking the people to grade the Titans wide receiver group A through F uh, as it is right now. What is the chat saying? Well, we got a lot of grades. Um, yeah. I disagree with some of these grades, but uh, 
probably most of them. But uh, Lou Man uh, 007, we'll start here. Maybe, maybe Lou Man was grading Farm Bureau health plans. I don't know where that. Then Lou Man has to admit that he has Farm Bureau health plans for him to grade him because I don't think he was. And this is a brutal comment. And I expect better from Lou Man 007. So let's get back. How would you grade the Titans wide receiver group A through F as a whole? See the chat, and there's a lot of C's. Uh, C from It's Me, C plus from Steven, C top tier, Trey says C, Kino says C, Octavian says C, Titans Kyle with a C, Scott says C, uh, Throne says D, Mark Jones says B, you split the difference, you get a C from James. Noah says D plus, B minus from Tyler, Jacob says D plus, Karen says C plus, Patrick from C plus, Al Pierce says C plus, or C, excuse me. Yuri says C. So does P. Cook. B minus from Eric. Stephen King says C minus, better than a D last year. Going into the season, that was not the grade, though, right? Mm. The, the grade was not even close to being a D. Now, injuries and performance and all that other stuff in, in the middle of the season probably got it to that level. Wilbur C minus. Kendrick says D. Tony says B minus. Marvin says D. Nicholas with a C. C plus from Billy. Guy says C minus. Derek says B. We've got a string of uh, in the C categories from Jimbo, Josh, Omar, Eric, Jeff, Big Ten Jeff, Nate. So, I mean, <clears throat> great comments. And thank you for all of the comments. I tried to read as many as I possibly yeah, could. Yeah. Um, I, I think like, the I like average this, consistent like, consensus is a C. I like uh, Omar. Is Omar nicknaming himself Upside O? Because I like that a lot. <laughs> like Upside O. It says C+. So I think it's interesting because, you know, we got to response. Zach uh, Kitterman on Twitter says, love these questions. Let's grade a group that hasn't even had their top two guys take a snap yet. And then he says, with that being said, solid D. So, uh, <laughs> which is hilarious. Great tweet. I mean, I, I think it's a funny tweet, but that's kind of the point is that you've worked, you know, what did you think about after the draft? I think Robert Woods is ahead of where I thought he would be. Traylon Burks is obviously behind where I thought and expected him to be because he hasn't practiced that much and was consistently air quotes unavailable. So I think it's interesting. And, you know, Nick Westbrook Akine, I think, has a lot of trust from Tannehill, has a lot of trust from the coaching staff. I saw some moments play out in minicamp last week where you saw that experience and trust result in a touchdown. So I'll just kind of explain what it was, right? It was a Tannehill seven-on-seven red zone uh, rep, and initially everybody was covered up, and Tannehill had to boot and bail out of the pocket, and Nick Westbrook-Akine noticed that immediately, made one slick cut, and then he was wide open for a touchdown. And this wasn't like a, a practice rep that was an obvious sack because they ran around back there for 10 seconds. This was a, a immediate read and react and, and bail and roll out and throw. So it was a play that was realistic in the, in the game of football. And Nick Westbrook Akine was able to read his quarterback's movement, react properly, got open, caught the football, touchdown Titans on the first team defense. Now I will say Caleb Farley, Christian Fulton, are non-contact guys. So they were not out there at corner. It was Chris Jackson and Roger McCreary and Chris Jackson on this particular play. But it was a, it was an example of NWI knowing what to do, where to be and how to score. And he, and he got it there. So, you know, I, I think I like what NWI is, but again, I think right now, I give it a C. I think I think a C is the correct thing because I, I give Robert Woods bonus. If Robert Woods wasn't this far away or it was further away from being ready, then I think it would be a C minus or even a D plus. But Robert Woods being this far along in his recovery makes it a C. It could be a lot lower. It is a lot lower in my opinion. Uh, so what I what I did, I wanted to know, and I I did not change my grade because of this i already had my grade but i did do some research before the show and i went and i was like i wonder how the national a national media outlet would do this right yeah. so i found a, a chart it's footballoutsiders.com that this was in may right so uh, just to give you a reference late yeah. may okay. so after the draft 
and right. movement had happened. And I was not surprised where they placed the Titans, but here's kind of the breakdown of their teams. And they have the Titans right with the Packers without Devontae Adams in front of the Bears, which is good because the Bears do, do have the worst wide the receiver. The Bears are just their own category. Yeah, and you got to help Justin Fields, and they didn't help him. But they have the Titans as an F. And, you know, above, look at, I mean, we know the Colts wide receivers. We know what the Jacksonville Jaguars have done in the offseason. We know what the Ravens have. Even the Lions with their draft picks of their wide receivers. Uh, you know, the Texans are who the Texans are. And then you get the Giants. And, and you know, the, the Falcons had a unique situation because of the Calvin Ridley deal, but still have Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I, do, I do have a, I do throw that graph back up there. I have an issue with this. Um, and it's more of like, why is F bright green and a plus bright red? It should be opposite, right? Like a plus should be green. And that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, tier maker. That's probably who you need to submit your question to. It looks like in the yeah. top right corner because right. that looks like their logo. So uh, I, I don't know, but I did want to get a reference to see like, who are we comparing these to? I am not going to give the Titans wide receiver room an F. I'm also not going to give them a C. I think that they are a D right now. Um, and it's unfortunate. It doesn't mean that they can't change. And I thought we had a good comment last year. Going into the season, Austin, how how would you grade? And this is tough because hindsight's 2020, but yeah. how would you have graded? Julio Jones and AJ Brown and the wide receiver room that they had. Well, I, I think when I watched training camp, I thought it was the best collection of wide receivers the organization has ever had in the city of Nashville. So a range, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. it was. But during the season, because we figured, figured out how it played out, it probably ended closer to a D or an F, right? I mean, they were bad. Yeah. I mean, they, they were pretty bad. Yeah. So, so right now, and again, Titans everybody season, got hurt. That's the crazy because like they were legitimately like seven deep and everybody got hurt. So you can get the pitchforks out, but right now this is a D wide receiver room. Traylon Burks can't get on the field because of his asthma or being unavailable. Robert Woods is coming off of an ACL, which I think has a lot to prove, but Robert Woods is not a number one wide receiver, right? So like, we don't know what the number one wide receiver is, Traylon Burks, and the number two is coming off of an ACL injury. And then I think there's a massive drop-off after that. And it's not a great tier, right, to drop off from. NWI is a role player that doesn't need to play a lot of snaps. Kyle Phillips is a rookie. Desert Patrick probably still doesn't know where to go, right? Like So there are all these things that tell me this is a D wide receiver room. I, I I didn't give him a D minus because I gave uh, I, Robert Woods gave him that uh, in my opinion, right? So I'm straight cold facts, homie. This is a D wide receiver room, especially if you just look around the league, compare their wide receiver room to some others and where they are. They're at the bottom five of the league. Yeah, and I think what makes me feel better is the conversation we had last week about the tight ends, <laughs> you know? And so... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, true. But you can't... So, Austin, that's why I don't think you can be a C if you admit that the Tennessee Titans are have a bottom five wide receiver room. That's not a C. That doesn't make any math sense. I, I didn't say that. I didn't necessarily admit that. I, I think they're at a C. I like Robert Woods a lot. I think Robert Woods is a difference maker... I think he plays winning football. Like I, I don't, I, and I and I like the fact of where he is. I think him being so far ahead of schedule makes me feel so much better because he having an impact in week one can help the Titans out immediately. Traylon Burks, I think where I'm at with Traylon Burks is that regardless of his his missed time and missed opportunities in May and June, I still feel like in September, Traylon Burke's natural ability to go run, jump up, catch the pass and score is still there. Like I still like his six foot two, 220 plus 230 plus maybe 240 frame can, can still work in those moments as he acclimates himself. So I have, 
high expectations for Burks. I like Burks. So here was my next thought, though. Like, what's the like? Where can it be if Traylon? No, yeah, Burks- it's this is not this is not the grade forever, right? Like, this is a grade for right now, June twenty first. It's like what yeah. the Twitter the Twitter comment yeah, said. Kitter- like, what do you Kitterman got? was like? They haven't even had the guy. Like, once when Woods is back, full go. When Burks is fine, because uh, you know uh, Nick Ewing asked, "Will Burks not have asthma in September?" Yeah, I mean, no, he'll still have asthma, but in September, everything's over. Like the blooming season's done. Everything feels better. It's still hot, but your your pollen's not messing with that as well. And so, look, he he had a first round pick type performance in Arkansas in the months September, October, November, right? So, like we've seen this guy perform at a high level there. So I think he's starting off slow. And if you're unavailable, that's the reason why it's a D if Burks would have come in and been a leader and like been available <laughs> and, and done all the drills hundred percent and motivated guys and became that dude that you drafted. I don't, I don't have right. this wide receiver room as a D I probably have it closer to a B, What's it, but I that didn't happen. I think it's ceiling is like a B minus to a B, right? Like, you know, Robert Woods could still could be himself and Traylon Burks can be an impact rookie that like that still can be the case. And if that's the case, I think they're a B with Robert Woods and Burks. And then when you have some others behind them, right? There's a huge caveat with Ryan Tannehill. All it needs to do is make sense for Ryan Tannehill. If Ryan Tannehill finds a rapport with Robert Woods because he runs good routes and gets open, and we have seen Ryan Tannehill throw the deep ball, not much last year, but the year before to A.J. Brown, he can drop it in a bucket. That could benefit Traylon Burks. And So with all of these wide receivers, I think if it helps Ryan Tannehill, it doesn't stay a D grade. Right. And so Juan asks, Juan says, uh, then why ask this question now? Well, it's because we want to figure out where the fan base is at in June and to see if we all think collectively that the Titans might need extra help at wide receiver. Right. So yeah. I think that's why we're asking the, the question now. It's a temperature check there, Juan, uh, for, for the wide receiver. So I, I've got, you know, two guys I want to talk about specifically. One guy is separating himself in a good way. And the other guy has shown some flashes, but still has his uh, legitimate career on the line as we approach uh, training camp. So we'll talk about that uh, here coming up. But real quick, let me tell everybody about our friends at the Bone and Joint Institute. I've been saying this for now two years, about to be three years. Whenever you get hurt in life, know where to go, know who to trust. And that's the Bone and Joint Institute. Well, guess who's hurt? Me. I hurt my foot about a month ago working out. And now I got to go to the, the Bone and Joint Institute to get my foot. So I've got an appointment scheduled with Dr. Watson on Friday. Looking forward to finding out what's going on with my foot so I can get back to doing the physical activity that makes me happy, that I have fun and enjoy doing. And the Bone and Joint Institute will help me get there because I got to figure out what's going on first before I know how to fix it. So boneandjointtn.org, super easy. All I have to do, go to that website, click on the make an appointment. Then you click on the, the what's hurt, the body part that's hurting. So I click foot. And then it immediately sorted the doctors who specialize in feet injuries. And so that made it perfect for me. So boneandjointtn.org. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. I'll say it again. Boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports are powered by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today on your Android or Apple App Store. And you can, this is a good deal. BetMGM giving you a special promo code ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200, all one word, no spaces in your promo code. For a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game to win $200 when either team hits a home run. So they're hooking you up there. That's ATOZ200. Download the BetMGM app today. All right, so one Titans wide receiver stood out in the offseason work, and one guy has everything to prove. So I'll start with the positive, right? So who stood out was Josh Malone. Zach, you mentioned Ryan Tannehill deep ball that we saw a couple years ago to A.J. Brown and occasionally Corey Davis. Well, last year there was nobody to run deep. A.J. Brown banged up. Julio Jones banged up a couple times. He threw deep to NWI, but passes weren't caught. Uh, I have one in my mind in Pittsburgh and one in my mind in New England where NWI was an un- un- unable to come down with a football. 
Well, there was a couple times in, in, in OTAs and minicamp where Josh Malone streaking down the sideline, Tannehill placed it beautifully over the shoulder in between the defender and the sideline. It's exactly what you want, right? Josh Malone had a good offseason. I don't know what it's going to amount to, but yeah. right now in a, in a in a position group with opportunity to be taken, Josh Malone is taking the opportunity and is getting reps with the ones is catching touchdowns in red zone seven on seven. That's what you want to see. And how is he doing it by being a long, tall, speedy athletic receiver who can go up and get the football because he's got, he's got height and length to him and jumping ability. And Tennessee fans are familiar with him because he grew up, went to station camp. Then he played it in Knoxville at Tennessee and he's bounced around the league and he was out of the league last year. And so I think Josh Malone is making the most of this hometown opportunity. And he's had a really strong start to his Titans career. Now it's how, how is he going to perform in training camp when the pads come on? Because the Titans desperately need somebody to separate themselves in training camp to, to say, this guy's a lock on the roster at wide receiver. Can it be Josh Malone? I think he has put himself outside of Woods, Burks, NWI, and Phillips, which I think are the four locks for the roster because obviously the two rookie draft picks, the guy they trust in NWI and Robert Woods, who is going to round out this group? Josh Malone has given the most wide receiver like production in practice so far. I like where he's at. Yeah, I mean, he's just, it's just a nice story, though. It's not going to impact the team to win games. I just we don't, don't know, Zach, but like... I do, well, no, I mean, history shows that it's very, very unlikely that Josh Malone comes in here from having... Now, he played for the Jets for two years before he sat out the, the previous year, but he didn't have a touchdown catch. He had 16 yards receiving. He just wasn't used. So, like... You're talking about a guy that traditionally we've watched enough football and rosters be created. It's just not going to matter. Great hometown story, but they're not it. You know, the Titans aren't doing this for great hometown stories. So I, I, it's okay. That's fine. It's good story, but I just don't think that it's going to mean I, well, a damn I just, thing. I just think then then you're talking about he, a guy trying to make a team. No, right? yeah, if no, you're talking but, about a guy trying to make a team, that means that the Titans are not in a great spot. To be honest, because the impact, well, and that's we, why they're we, that's, that's why the wide receiver about. room, that's why their wide receiver room's a D, right? Is because there's a huge drop off of the question marks that are on top. And you Jason, know? Jason's correct. He says, I'm calling it now. Josh Malone is the new Chester Rogers and Mark and Marcus Johnson. Now, Marcus Robinson played played safety for the uh, Tennessee Oilers and early Titans. But yeah, no, Marcus Johnson was this guy last year. And unfortunately, like every other Titans wide receiver, not named Nick Westbrook-Akine, uh, Marcus Johnson got hurt. And, and he made the roster out of camp, but he got hurt that first week and had to go on IR. Then he came back, made a couple nice plays. He had like a 100-yard game against the Texans. Then he got hurt again, right? And so it's, it's can this version of Marcus Johnson that might be Josh Malone stay healthy? Because I like what I saw from Marcus Johnson until he got hurt, and then he could just never get right, never get right, which is unfortunate yeah, because I they could use Marcus Johnson. Story. Right I just don't. I, I think it's just not going to affect. It's not going to impact the team to win games. The Titans are not 2014, 2015. If this was that year, I may think differently about your statement about Josh Malone. But I'm kind of like I don't really. It doesn't mean that much to me. That's not their problem. Their problem is not trying to worry about Josh Malone making the football team or missing the football team. Their problem is, can they get the most out of their first-round pick, Traylon well, Burks? Thanks. And can Captain they obvious like but, appreciate? Well, yeah. You're talking about a guy who didn't play last year. Well, yeah. Like, come but, on, Zach. I'm having like conversations about wide receiver depth that is necessary because the Titans need wide receiver depth, and you're just pooping 
on I, a guy. I am. It, well, and the chat is too. So, like, the chat agrees. Facts. Uh, I don't agree with Zach much, but I do here. Like, it, the, I'm not saying Josh. Zach's Malone. exactly right here. Like, so you can you can do what you want to me, but uh, I, there's people in the corner that agree because we've seen it two options. It, the the odds are Josh Malone is not going to make a damn bit of difference. It's sure just, that, that that's, but again, when we, when you talk about wide receiver depth and guys making the team, making the roster, Josh Malone is the first guy you need to talk about. And I'm curious to see what happens with this. Does it continue, continue to materialize? Because there's open spots up for grabs on that. I mean, you can poop all over it all you want. And I, I will. And, and I did. And I will continue okay, then, to. Then we should you can sit there and look in training camp. We'll find out. Okay. Yeah. But well, thanks, man. Thanks. I just in don't training, think, we'll I don't about think it's my opinion. You you're, can have your opinion. Miserable. I have my opinion. You're miserable. All right. A to Z sports. Let's talk about the guy whose career is on the line. And another guy who got a lot of heat last year is Des Fitzpatrick, right? He, he couldn't make the team, couldn't do anything right. And now his career is on the line. And I saw a lot of people saying, ooh, Des Fitzpatrick's having a good offseason. He looks bigger, he looks stronger. Yet Des Fitzpatrick continues to be a guy who makes mistakes. And so I'm going to play a video from uh, practice, and we're going to go through and watch this one drill. And it's basically these wide receivers, uh, and they're going through a shoot drill. And Des Fitzpatrick has to go through it twice because he messes it up. But you get to watch this shoot drill and you get to see the explosiveness out of their stance um, that that they're working on here with coming out of their stance low. And you can see an athletic difference in Des Fitzpatrick and the others. And then Kyle Phillips stands out in the positive way of how explosive he has, is out of his stance compared to the others. It starts with Mason. All right, so that's the drill there, the shoot drill. Did you did you notice the Des? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I noticed again. Not, the, I mean, the drop is obviously the drop, but like when he, you know, he had some issues of like watching the ball move and like not yeah, going false there. False start, yeah. false start. Yeah. All these, <laughs> I mean, all these, and then he, and then when he when he shoots out of the out of the gate, he looks like a baby deer, right? Like I, I've got. Well, he was up on his toes, right? Because he was forward. His yeah, momentum. He, he wasn't balanced. And I've got just Des in his second try and Kyle Phillips in his first back-to-back. And you can see the, the difference of like athletic ability here. So Des is longer, kind of lankier, wobbly, not exactly like you know, organized and put together in an athletic, like start. Right. And then Phillips just boom, 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 quick, but first three or four steps. And yeah. And Caleb says, Des looked like he was in slow motion. Uh, and that's, that's how it feels. So, you know, Des Fitzpatrick, in my opinion, Zach is fighting for his career. Like if he does not make the team coming into his second year as a fourth round draft pick, I mean, what's this guy going to do? He's like, he's going to be done. Sure. He's physically stronger, and I remember this because Des Fitzpatrick caught some headlines and social media attention on May 24th. And people were like, oh, Des, fire emoji. Like, no, it was May 24th. Like, Des Fitzpatrick had a good practice on May 24th. What is he going to do on, 
you know, July, uh, July 24th or August 24th. Where's Des Fitzpatrick going to be then? Because that's where he has to make his career. And I just don't know if he's going to be able to have it consistently to play the game physically. Cause I don't think he's got the athletic ability to be honest. No, I think that was proven last year. I think Des Fitzpatrick got a second chance. He got a second opportunity when the Titans wide receiver room got injured last year, right? I don't think if Julio Jones and AJ Brown are consistently healthy, and that's a huge if and it didn't happen. Des Fitzpatrick doesn't come back on the team and get an opportunity to run the wrong route against Houston in Houston, right? Like he doesn't I don't he doesn't see that opportunity. So now the the wide receiver room has changed, right? No Julio, no AJ Brown. They've brought two new guys in there, and there's a huge drop off. So, and he's familiar. He's a fourth round pick. He is not the same guy that they thought they drafted. And if I had to bet, you know, $150 right now, I would bet that he does not make the team. Yeah, the same. He just doesn't give you any value. I'd rather have racing math chasing punt returners than Desmond Patrick chewing up a roster spot. I don't know about his career. That's a whole nother thing because he could jump on with the Jets or somebody else, right? Like, I don't want to say career. That's where I, I disagree with I your, think he is. You're Again, for, just for like I disagreed with your Josh Malone opinion, you disagree with mine. It's okay, but I'm not going to get butthurt over it. I just don't think – I can't sit here and say that his career – is going to be over after this. I think the biggest cause for concern for Des Fitzpatrick, I see some of the same tendencies of Taewon Taylor. Uh, he couldn't remember where to go. There's a difference in Taewon Taylor and Des Fitzpatrick, though, because Taewon Taylor can actually run. There is. Well, Taewon Taylor got the yips and couldn't catch. But yeah. Des Fitzpatrick, you have to be trusted Rule number one, and I've seen a lot of NFL. I've covered it for over a decade. Rule number one of what the coaches want you to have, you have ability. There's a reason why you're there, right? You're not just some Joe Schmo off the streets. You have ability, especially at the wide receiver position. But you cannot cost your offense by a mental mistake because there's trust, right? The wide receiver versus the quarterback trying to get past the corner to get open and make the catch. There's a lot of things that have to happen. But if you are not smart enough or aware or you just don't know, you're automatically going to be moved to the bottom of the totem pole because the coaches, regardless if you're fast or can catch, if you can't get open or don't know where to go or run the wrong route, you are a liability. I believe that Des Fitzpatrick, is a liability. So that's my thought process of probably going to get cut. I mean, you could you could make a significant case for saying that Des Fitzpatrick is one of the biggest reasons why the Titans lost to the Texans at home last year. Because Ryan Tannehill threw two interceptions, I believe both of them, in plus territory towards Des Fitzpatrick for running the wrong route. And the only reason why they had to have Des Fitzpatrick in that game is because A.J. Brown got hurt in the first half and couldn't finish the game, and they didn't have anybody else to run routes. And, and it was pouring down rain, and Tannehill was trying to do something, and Dez was in the wrong place. But So Dez got thrown into a situation he wasn't ready for. Dez was a first or a fourth-round pick, pick like 109 or something like that, yeah. right? So he – and then, then – and John Robinson knew this because he was thinking about it. They drafted – they didn't draft a high wide receiver, and then they traded for Julio Jones. So he got his guy. Arthur Smith helped him out, got Julio Jones. What Des Fitzpatrick was supposed to do last year was be a complimentary piece to those two wide receivers, right? The, he was going to have the opportunity to play his way into some playing time, but overall, he was not going to be thrown into a starting role consistently. And so... Just the unfortunate circumstances with Julio and AJ, he had to do things. And then they cut him, right? They realized how bad he was. They cut him and then got desperate and brought him back. So this is, look, he's getting an opportunity. We'll see if he can take advantage of it in training camp. I don't want to say it's a 0% chance that he, he makes the team, but I think that it's probably less than 5%. Yeah, I think Dez is... 
you know, he again he's fighting for his football career in training camp, for his NFL career in training camp. A fourth round pick that can't make the team back to back years on a where there's so much opportunity and the Titans desperately need somebody to rise to the occasion. Again, that's why I bring up Josh Malone because the Titans need somebody to separate themselves. And right now that's Josh Malone. Of the yeah, healthy, I just don't think he's going to make that big of an impact. Zach of the healthy wide receivers, Josh Malone is the second best. Yeah. It's Nick, the, it's Nick Westbrook, Akine, Josh Malone, but like he's what they're going to do Phillips. Austin, you know, this Josh Malone's not going to get any playing time. They're going to value Chig, a guy they drafted, and put more tight end sets right. and well, not I, put it, as many wide receivers. And that's, and again, what so I said. That's why, whatever you say about Josh Malone is all well and good. I don't think he's going to see the field. That, so that's, that's my point. Zach, I'm just, I'm talking about competition, damn it. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to get us into training camp and having a conversation about wide receiver competition. Because we all know that's what people love to talk about is wide receiver competition. And right now, without Burks available and with Robert Woods recovering from an injury, your starting wide receivers are NWI and Josh Malone. That's the reality of the situation right now. And Josh Malone has put himself in that place. Well, so Tim Tim actually was talking about Dez, but I'll throw Josh Malone in this. This is how I will label Josh Malone. Tim Park eloquently says, love of the show right here. Way to go, Tim. Zach, uh, it's job to be ready at all times. He's seen people falling down. Be ready. Josh Malone is a be ready guy. I just don't think that they're going to turn to him and say, all right, you're up in big moments during the season. So uh, that's why I said what I said. Josh Malone and Des Fitzpatrick are be ready guys. Des Fitzpatrick has already proven that he's not that great of a be ready guy. Can Josh Malone be better as a be-ready guy than Des Fitzpatrick? That will be the training camp competition or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, Derek says, it's like my boy Racing McMath doesn't exist. I mean, I'll, I'll play your Racing McMath. And Racing McMath does exist. But he is also, at times, wearing a yellow non-contact jersey. I don't know what happened uh, with Racing McMath in the offseason. But here is, I think Racy's the third wide receiver in this video. So there's Raisin McMath. He's out there doing stuff. I just don't see him getting many reps. Like Josh Malone and Des Fitzpatrick are ahead of Raisin McMath when it comes to running routes at wide receiver. Like Where's special Mason teams- Kinsey compared to Raisin McMath? <clears throat> well, Mason Kinsey is a different position. You know, like Mason Kinsey and Kyle Phillips and then Brandon Lewis, if you at the very end of that are your three slot options and maybe Jawan Green, who I actually think uh, showed he was a late add to the roster right before minicamp. Number 80 made a couple plays. But you've got those three or four guys fighting for a slot. And Kyle Phillips is going to get the nod just because he was a draft pick. Mason Kinsey will be on the practice squad. And I think they like having Mason Kinsey around because as he you saw him leading that drill, he sets the tone in practice. With it works hard. High, yeah, he, with high energy. And he... He's not bad either. He's just, I don't think he's as good as Kyle Phillips. That's where I, that's where people got upset. People being individuals got upset because I called him Rudy. He try hard. He practiced guy. It's not a bad thing. You can sit there and call it a negative connotation, but he does. That's what he brings. He brings energy to the practice, but at the end of the day, he ain't catching touchdown passes. Rudy gets in on special teams. Rudy, uh, that's just what he has become. Now, can he grow into a larger role because the wide receiver room has changed? Possibly. Well, it's, but- it's, it's fairly obvious. If the Titan, the Titans would not have drafted Kyle Phillips in the fifth round if they thought they had diamond in the rough Mason Kinsey. Fair. Now, now they like Mason Kinsey. I like Mason Kinsey. Like and love he, are different. Right. He does good things. Like he's good to have around. And I think he can continue to develop into a, some, maybe he helps you it down the road. I don't know. But again, like Mason Kinsey is above Des Fitzpatrick. If you're talking about who's going to make this team, Mason Kinsey gives you value. Des Fitzpatrick does not. Yeah. Des is false start. Yeah, for sure. A to Z Sports here live on this Tuesday. We've got 
Tuesday's sports trivia coming up in a second. Uh, but first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. One-stop shop right there for your perfect make and model. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. We go, hey, we've been there multiple times. We broadcast live from Wilson County Hyundai. Whether it's the Sonata, which is a four-door sedan, they got a four-door four-door SUV in the Palisade, third row seating. All of their gas-powered cars are fuel efficient. They also have the Ionic in which you can order that is battery-powered. It is not gas-powered. So you can combat the high gas prices with a brand-new battery-operated car. It's great. I mean, it it, it truly is. WilsonCountyHyundai.com, Painbone, family-owned and operated, can hook you up with a great deal right there at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Don't forget... Download the BetMGM app. It's pretty easy today. Take advantage of this. Use code ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200. All you got to do is place a $10 Moneyline wager on any Major League Baseball game today. That's a $10 Moneyline wager on any MLB game today, and you're going to win 200 bucks when a single home run is hit in that game. doesn't matter by who, by what team. Uh, if a home run is hit, you're winning 200 bucks. Uh, after you place a $10 Moneyline wager, regardless of the Moneyline wager outcome at the BetMGM app when you download and sign up using code ATOZ200 today. And Tuesday Sports Trivia every Tuesday is presented by BrentwoodImprint.com. It's pretty simple. If you need gear, if you need promotional products for your company, your brand that you're building, or maybe the company that you work for, uh, go to BrentwoodImprint.com. Check them out. Locally owned and operated. They do great work. Uh, seriously, they can get you hooked up with anything. BrentwoodImprint.com. It's important to go local with this type of service and they got you covered at BrentwoodImprint.com with our Tuesday Sports Trivia segment. Zach, we've got 10 questions coming up. We need to go minimum 7-3. and three. Uh, Actually, probably need to go 8-2 and two because we went 6-4 and four last week, which has us at 71% uh, on through 8 weeks. So we got two, week, 2 weeks left to be able to get this right. So we need to stay above 70%. And we, well, our, what we said 73% was our yeah. threshold. Yeah, so we're right now at 71. So we need to go 8282. We'll be okay. All right, first question. The Thomas Cup is related to what sport? Cricket, basketball, badminton, or tennis? The Thomas Cup is related to what sport? Cricket, basketball, badminton, or tennis? The Thomas Cup. By the way, one because Drew is back. One rule: no googling. It's true. <laughs> um, Alex says tennis. I do not know what the Tom. Uh, Daniel Lee Lewis says tennis. Ian says tennis or badminton. Xavier goes badminton. Uh, Drew says cricket. Thomas Cup. The Thomas. You'd think in tennis we'd heard of that, right? So, like, I don't know, man. The Thomas Cup. I think tennis. Um, I think we got to go with tennis, man. You want to lock it in? Yeah. Final it is e tennis. I knew it wasn't. The correct answer is badminton. Yeah, I mean. We would have heard of it, right? Not necessarily. I would think so. Well, it wasn't cricket, but here's a cricket question. Mm -hmm. What is the maximum uh, permitted length of a cricket bat? 36 inches, 38 inches, 40 inches, or 42 inches? What is the maximum permitted length of a cricket bat 36 38 40 or 42 inches i mean they're all within six inches of each other it's like what that's what she said what is the maximum permitted length of a cricket bat anybody play cricket 
Uh, Jared says they're short. He's going 36. But this is the maximum permitted length. Yeah. Uh, Ian says he enjoys his cricket, but not that much. He wants to say 38. Uh, Daniel E. Lewis says 38. Nate, Nate says, um, he's got one in his, in the next room for us. If he wanted to check, does that count for the rules? If he has one, I mean, do you have a tape measure? I mean, we got uh, like, Noah 30, says got 38. Seconds. Noah says 38. He watched some cricket last week. We're not going to have time for Nate's answer. You so let's lock go, it in. Let's go 38 final A to Z. The correct answer is 38 inches. All right. We needed that one bad. All right. One and one. Which of these NFL players did not wear the number 12 during their NFL career? Ken Stabler, Sonny Jurgensen, Bob Greasy, or Jim Kelly? Which of these NFL players did not wear the number 12 12 during their NFL career. Ken Stabler, Sonny Jurgensen, Bob Greasy, or Jim Kelly. Well, Jim Bob, Kelly, we know did. And also, um, <clears throat> who was the first? Ken Stabler. Ken Stabler did too. Now we're getting Jerg. We're getting a lot of Sonny Jurgensen coming in. I thought Bob Greasy might have been 14, but Scott says lock it in, Sonny. And we're getting a lot of Sonny Jurgensen. So as if we just lock that baby in, finally to Z, Sonny Jurgensen. The correct answer is Sonny Jurgensen. His number nine. was nine. That's what that's what Roy said. Right? All right. So, that's pretty good. Two and one. All right. Next question. Um, let's see here. If I can find it. All right. Next question. Um, sorry, I'm searching around. Um, we've had a couple of these, yeah. so I don't want to, I don't want to do the same one. Um, let's see which running back set an NFL record for scoring 40 points in one game, which running back set an NFL record for, for scoring 40 points in one game, so, Ernie Nevers, Gail Sayers, Bronco, uh, Nagurski or Paul Horning. How many touchdowns is that? 40 points? It's got to be a couple extra two-point conversions. Forty. Al Alvin, Alvin Kamara had six touchdowns in a game. Last, two Christmases ago? Yeah. Seven touchdowns is 42. So it's six touchdowns and two two-point conversions is how they got here. So I think we're getting Gale Sayers is most popular. <clears throat> I don't know. Let's go Gale Sayers. Justin says, I guess Sayers. He had a six touchdown games and did return punt. So let's go with Gale Sayers. Final A to Z. Gail Sayers, Gail Sayers is incorrect. Um, in this, I, I had to change the website. So it is either Paul Horning or Ernie Nevers. Um, so not Bronco. It is not Bronco. Ernie Nevers scored all 40 points in the Cardinals' 40-6 to victory over the Chicago Bears. Six rushing touchdowns. Unshared NFL record until Alvin Kamara accomplished this feat on Christmas Day. Did he, I guess he also got two two two-point conversions? Uh, yes. Okay. All right, so we're two and two. That's a tough spot to be in. What is the nickname of Korean esports player Park Sung Joon? Zero, July, Fly 100%, or Flash? What is the nickname of Korean esports player Park Sung Joon? Zero, July, Fly 100%, or Flash? 
Somebody's got to know this. <laughs> Drew says Flash. Daniel says zero. Cody says July. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I mean... Fly 100 sounds like it shouldn't be there from Jarrell. Oh, man. Alex Ziegler says zero. These are really tough to I've, I've never heard of him. Yeah, me either. Say his name again. His name his real is name. Park Sung Jun. All right. I say we go zero. Although June, July would be pretty good too. That is incorrect. The What'd correct answer is July. I didn't. I didn't lock it in. You said let's go with. That's what. I still didn't lock it in because I just followed up and said, but also June, July. Ah, oh, okay. Two and three. I mean. Um, let's see. Next question. Um, we've already had that one. Um, running back Eric Dickerson played four full seasons with the Rams, then was traded mid season in 1987 to which team? Oh, okay. We're Scott, Scott and Roy. We need you guys. For this one, I don't I'm know trying it. to think of the jersey, the uniform. Right. Oh, I know. I, this has got to be the Colts, right? Yeah, Scott said Colts just now. We're getting a lot of Colts. Boom, Colts. All right. Everybody says Colts. So let's go Colts, final A to Z. The correct answer in 1987, Eric Dickerson was traded to the Indianapolis Colts. All right. So we're back to three and three. Four more questions. Uh, so this is the seventh question, correct? Yes. Um, next question. Which of these teams never existed in the NFL? Mm. The Boston Bulldogs, the Cincinnati Reds, the Canton Bulldogs, the Detroit Dodgers. Which of these teams never existed in the NFL? Boston Bulldogs. Yeah, I think the Detroit Dodgers. The Cincinnati Reds? Yeah, I think that's... Which of these teams never existed in the NFL? The Boston Bulldogs, the Cincinnati Reds, the Canton Bulldogs, or the Detroit Dodgers? I think it's the I think it's the Dodgers. Canton and Boston is correct. I, I've heard of those. What do you want to lock in? I'm not saying the damn thing until you say it. Uh, damn. Eric's confusing me. He says Cincinnati Bulldogs. That's not the option. The option is the Cincinnati Reds. But were they the Cincinnati Bulldogs, Eric? Can you be more clear on that? Well, it's which of these teams never existed. Right. I say we go Dodgers. Final A to Z, Dodgers. The correct answer the Detroit Dodgers. The Reds were in the NFL for two seasons. The Boston Bulldogs were originally from Pottsville or were the originally the Pottsville Maroons. The franchise extended in 1925 and 1929 with the final season being named the Bulldogs. The Canton Bulldogs won their first NFL championship in 1922. So we are correct. The Detroit Four Dodgers. Four and three. Three more questions. So these are non-football questions. 
Yeah. Starting out, we begin. uh, That one's too easy. Um, What is the little dot above a lowercase I or J called? What is the little dot above the a lowercase I or J called? A jot, a title, a dribble, or a wit? I didn't know how to name. I just thought that was part of the letter. That's why we do trivia. What is the little dot above a lowercase I or J called? A jot, a title, that's T-R, a tittle? I guess it's tittle. T-I-T-T-L-E. A dribble or a wit. Two T's. Two T's. Scott says jot. Mad Dog and somebody else say tittle. We're getting some dribble. Tittle. We're getting tittle is the most popular answer. And and Daniel Lee Lewis, we do seven sports questions, three non-sports questions, by the way. Ian's mom says jot. What do we want to go with? Tittle. Finally, is a tittle. The tittle was originally a larger mark first appearing in Latin Latin manuscripts, but then was shortened when Roman-style typefaces were introduced. The correct answer is tittle. Wow. Okay. Five and three. We need need this uh, last two. Charlie Brown's father was a blank. Barber, postal worker, cartoonist, door-to-door salesman. Charlie Brown's father was a blank. A barber, postal worker, cartoonist, door-to-door salesman. I feel like we're going to... Somebody has to. Somebody's going to get this one. Orlando says a bad father. Barber, postal worker, cartoonist, or door-to-door salesman. Uh, Daniels Lee Lewis says barber, easy one. And he's continuing to say barber. Did we go Barber? I don't know. Let's go Barber. Final A to Z. Locked it in for us. Charlie Brown's dad was a barber. Hey, okay. Just like Peanuts creator Charles M. Schultz's own father, who was a barber. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So we are now six and three. We need this last one bad. All right. Well, this is interesting. I have no idea what this is. Maybe, maybe you'll know, Austin. What type of vegetarian excludes all type of meat from their diet, but eats eggs and dairy products? A lacto vegetarian, a vegan, a lacto ovio vegetarian, or a lactose intolerant vegetarian? I believe it's lacto ovio. What type of vegetarian excludes all type of meat from their diet, but eats eggs and dairy products? I'll name them one more time. Lacto-vegetarian, vegan, lacto-ovio vegetarian, or lactose intolerant vegetarian? I mean, I have la- no Lacto-ovio, which is what I am. Oh, so this is... This- Repeat the question again, just to make sure. What type of vegetarian excludes all types of meat from their diet, but eats eggs and dairy products. Yeah, ovo. Yeah, that's me. You want to lock that in? Final A to Z. A lacto-ovo vegetarian excludes all types of meats from the diet besides eggs and dairy products. A lacto-vegetarian includes all meats and eggs, but eats dairy products. A vegan is strictly... Uh, the strictest type of vegetarian, mm-hmm. all animal products, and there's no such thing as a lactose intolerant vegetarian as by title. Yeah, right. It makes no sense. 
seven and three. We swept the last three non-sports. That was big. It was big. <clears throat> so now we got to go nine and one next week, right? Let me uh, <clears throat> let me do this quick math real quick. If I pull up the email to where I've got our uh, records in here, so we backdoored that. We're 71%. Yeah, we have to go nine and three to get to 73%. We have to go nine, nine and one, nine and one next week to get to our 73%. So look, not great, but we saved ourselves with the last three questions. We, we were streaking at the end. That was a good comeback yeah, for sure. All right, guys, everybody have a great rest of their Tuesday. A to Z sports primetime with Buck rising is live tonight. Uh, at 8 p.m. Central Time. Also check out all the things that we have on YouTube as well. And we'll see you guys later on on a Wednesday. Catch you later. Have a great one. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Adios.